What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, Diaz York, Slim. Um, and we're here, man. We're live. We're live. We're back. And we're live! Back with another... You know how they be on national television. Uh, so corny. But anyways, here we are, man. We're back with another episode. Um, yeah, man. We're here. What's going on? Let's get right into it, shall we? Let's get right into it. You know, we're not going to waste any time. Time is of the essence, and we should not be wasting it. Precious, valuable time. So, before we get into the topics, disclaimer for the whole entire episode, excuse my French. Um, I've had a realization over the last few days that as much as that I, you know, how do I say it? I don't necessarily care to curse, but I think I am going to kind of like just start letting... Every time I record, I'll explain, it, I'll, I'll explain it like this. Every time I record, I feel like I have to watch what I say, and it's too calculated. And I understand, you know, if you're going to be on air, you got to... And I, and I, But I know that. You know what I'm saying? People have told me that well, you, when you're on air, when you want to be on the radio, personality, you can't cuss, you can't... I'm like, I know that shit. <laughs> I know that shit. And I know you can't do that, but this is more personal. This is more of a conversation between me and you, me and the listener. This isn't... Um, I mean, it is, in a sense. It, um, if you get what I'm trying to say. It's more, it's a personal connection. This is more personal. This is more of a conversation. This is not, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just not my brand. It's just, first of all, it's not who I am as a person. If you ever talk to me personally, you know that I cuss from time to time. You know that. Like, that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't cuss all the time. I'm not a sailor. I don't be saying a whole bunch of MFers and F-bombs and stuff like that. But every now and then, you know, I will let one go. And that's just who I am as a person. Um, that's just my brand. I feel like for so long, not even my brand, but like what I wanted to, I wanted this to be as comfortable. When you listen to this, I want you to have some type of comfort and ease. You know, when you listen to these other podcasts, some podcasts, that's why I like talking about society and culture because I can just shoot the shit as if it was just a regular conversation, as if someone was right in front of me and we're just talking about anything and everything. But hence why, you know, when you go back and listen to episodes with my friends and stuff like that, it's a lot of, the, the dialogue is cussing, like we're cussing, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. And I feel like cussing is not even taboo. It's not taboo. Um, you know, little kids cuss. Dude, I was cussing when I was like eight years old. Bad as shit. But I did it anyways. Everybody cusses. Um, so I think I just got to just kind of just, you know... Not every episode, but every now and then, just unwind a little bit, you know. Just get, just get it off my chest. I feel like there's too many times where I have to, oh, it, 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 I gotta do that. I don't, I don't like dancing. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, I don't like dancing. You know. But anyways, we're here. We're here, man. It's cold as shit outside. It's freezing, and I'm here. But here we are. Excuse my French. Um. What's been going on, man? The news, the news, the news. So we'll start with this first, the news of last week. We'll start with this. We'll start with something more. 
we'll we'll go lighthearted or feel good moment, and then we'll go to serious moment, and then we'll go to a sad moment. So here it is, Ahmad Arbery. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. His killers were convicted of murder, obviously, because what the fuck were you thinking about killing a man that was jogging in a neighborhood that I'm sure he resides in at the time, and you wanted to go around here and just be, you know, just, no offense to anybody out there. That is some redneck shit. Like, literally, for, to just go out and kill somebody for jogging in a neighborhood that they lived in, one, and two, for you to think you're killing someone on an assumption, which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me, you know? And that's how most black people die in America. That's how most black people have passed on and have been brutally murdered in America on an assumption. George Floyd died off of an assumption. Ahmaud Arbery died off of an assumption. Like, it, it hurt, and, and we don't get the proper treatment. And even just in the court system, the, the judicial system, the system, as far as just the correctional system, Society, the societal system, you know, we get the inst- we just get treated so bad. Um, at every every system, every institution, it's just what it is. It sucks, you know. And I don't mean to offend anybody with the term redneck. I try not to, you know, be offensive. But you know, it just hurts when I see my people, you know, get killed. And literally, we I have no, you know, I'm becoming numb to it, and I don't want to become numb to. My people getting killed. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm more numb to us being killed in America than a black person being becoming successful in America. That's more of a shock and a surprise to me with everything that we've gone through with just being oppressed and them suppressing us and just keep holding us down, holding the black man down. So, you know, it's it's surprising. When I say surprising, it's like a good, a good uh, feeling, a feel good moment, you know, when we see a black person achieve some type of success. But it, I shouldn't feel numb. I should be surprised, like how white people are surprised when their their own kind gets killed. We, I should be surprised. I should have that feeling like, like huh, they're still doing like what? And you know, when I just look at the news and they're killing black people, you know, I should not be able. I should not be able to say that's just the way it is. I I should not be able to. You know, it hurts my fucking heart. It it literally does. It hurts me so bad. Um, and just beating on my people, just beating down, punching down on my people, man. It takes a toll on us mentally and physically. I have to live with so many just. Like I said, two of my friend. Like I said, I keep saying that. Like I didn't say anything before that statement. But anyways, um, as I've said on the show. I've lost two of my friends to gun violence, you know, and then you see on the news where people are just keep, you know, black people keep getting killed, whether it be black on black crime or police brutality or whatever the case may be. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard being a black person in America. It's hard being a young black male trying to become successful in a, in a system that doesn't allow for you to break through the barrier as often as a, your counterparts. But you gotta just learn how to keep, you know, keep going, and keep and keep moving forward. Um, and that's what we've done. We've just, you know, sung our hymns and keep and keep moving forward. But sooner or later, I'm gonna get tired of singing these damn hymns and want to, you know, respond and retaliate. But that's not, there's not a proper way to do that. You know, we will always 
you know, if we retaliate, then we live up to the, the stereotype and the bias and the discrimination that goes on in this country. And the biggest thing that you want to do in this country is not live up to that and want to break every single discrimination, bias, prejudice that people that don't like black people have against us and just to be better. Do better, be better, and that's what we're striving for, man, as black people in this country. But nonetheless, his killers were convicted of murder, which was a, a beautiful thing to see. His father, I seen a video on Twitter where his father blurted out in the courtroom. Um, and obviously he got removed, but that's all he wanted to hear. He just wanted to hear that these guys got what, you know, what they deserve. You know, you earn what you get, you get what you earn. And they earned that sentence. Now, I don't know how long they're being convicted for. You know, we just found out the verdict that they are guilty, but the sentencing will be later on down the line. Same with, um, what's his, um, George Floyd's killer, Derek, whatever, the cop. I don't know his name. But the same with him. He will, he will have his time in, in court. And then, obviously, he's already had his time in court, but in the sense of he will be convicted, like, the sentencing, rather. Um, so, yeah, it's a big It's a big deal. Shout out to um, Ahmad Arbery's family for just being strong and holding it down, man. Holding it down and being strong. Um, shout out to the, the 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 judicial system for working in our favor this time. Not even working in our favor, just working. Period. Um, and fuck those guys who killed um, Ahmad Arbery, right? Fuck them. What else happened? Oh. Um, Oh, yeah, dude, COVID, running rampant. You know, I used to be against flu shots, but I think I'm going to get one next year just because I had the flu this year. The flu was given to me, bro. I've said, I feel like I've said it on the show, but if I haven't, I'm going to tell you now. I take my health very seriously. A lot of you probably know about my back and my knee problems. I take my health very seriously. Like, I just got done rolling out my back. This is about 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago. But nonetheless, I just got done rolling out my back, which took about 20 minutes to do, do uh, to do so. And my back feels way much better. Like, I don't feel any type of tension or uh, pressure on my um, my lower back, you know, my nerve. You know, somewhat, it's, I think it's still somewhat pinched or whatever, or it's getting pushed up on from my lower back. But I don't, you know, I feel, I feel better than what I was feeling when I woke up this morning. And, um... Yeah, man. I think I'm gonna get the flu shot. I think, you know, and plus, here's the thing. I watched this doctor on YouTube. His name's Dr. Mike. Some cool, it's a cool Russian doctor. So much energy and so much life that he has. Dude's great. If you, if you watch him on YouTube, he's a great guy. Very, and, and the one thing about me is I am a knowledge seeker. I'm a, I'm a thrill seeker when it comes to knowledge and learning. So if I can learn anything about just like, just anything. It doesn't have to be necessarily what I'm doing, you know, as far as like broadcasting and entertainment in that field. But as long as I can just learn something, you know, medical, medical, medically, whatever, whatever the fuck, I just like to learn it. So I learn. Um, but with this guy, he makes it so entertaining and his videos aren't long. So it feels like you could watch, I could watch like, obviously six, six episodes in one hour, which is just 10 minutes per episode, but it's just still good nonetheless. And, um, yeah, man. Dr. Mike on YouTube. Watch that shit. You guys will love it. But anyways, 
I used to be against flu shots till I got the flu or what, it, what felt like the flu. I have flu-like symptoms, so I'm just only going to assume it was the flu. And it was never, I never got it, like, as I said, airborne, um, ever, until I, somebody gave it to me not too long ago in, 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 yeah, in October. Was it October? It was October. No, was it October? Was it October? I can't remember. You know, I blocked the person's phone number and I don't have them on social media no more. So I don't know if it was on October or I don't know. I don't know whenever I don't know when the fuck it was. But I do know that I cut them off because I take my health very seriously. And the reason why I brought up Dr. Mike is because I just watched one of his episodes where he got the flu shot. And, you know, it's a preventative measure. It's the same with like um, there's this new COVID variant going around. I don't know what it's called. Um, it starts with an O. Let me just look it up real quick. It starts with an O for those of you that don't know. Because I think London or some European country had um, the new variant. Here it is. It's the first thing. I looked up. I typed in new. It's a new COVID variant. Um, the Omicron. That, bro. It's not. It's South, uh, South African. Excuse me. Just throwing shade on Europe. My fault, Europe. I apologize. Probably a great place to be at right now. It says UK, Germany, Italy detect Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. Sounds like a uh, Omicron, Omicron, Omicron variant cases. And what experts are worried about? Why is it called that? That's scary. There's a mu, a mu variant, bro. What is going on? The variant of interest. Whoa, bro. There's so many variants. But it's the flu, right? If everybody's calling it the flu on steroids, then why wouldn't you get the vac? And if there's a vaccine for it, there's not a there's no um vaccine for a flu shot. Um it doesn't get stronger, it just mutates. It just it, it does get stronger, it mutates. I think the good parts of you know, there's no flu. Flu flus are not good, but for them, for a virus, there's good. Obviously, there it's a live host. It's something. It's it lives. The good parts probably, and the stronger parts probably survive, and that's what probably mutates into whatever this is now. Um, but the Omicron, Om, Omicron. I don't know how to say that name. I'm gonna forget. But there's a new variant, and um, I'm glad I got the vaccine. You know, cause you know I'm a Pfizer baby, and I and I just want to have preventative measures. You know, and when people tell me that I'm not getting it because of religious purposes or whatever purposes, and even to the extent of like mind control, like I feel like a vaccine would be like the last thing they would want to do as far as mind control. Uh, mind, they already have our mind minds controlled with the phone, so and they're already tracking us with our phones. So I don't want to hear none of that bullshit, bullshit ass excuse. I'm like, I'm not getting the vaccine. You don't have to. And here's before I even get into this for real. You don't have to get the vaccine. You don't have to. No one's forcing you. You don't have to answer questions about your vaccination status. But I feel like it's like asking someone what's the religion. I don't care. You know, I'm like the wrong person to have any type. I, I judge people. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I don't judge people. But when it comes to a personal preference or a personal belief, I don't care. I only would judge you based off your opinion on something. 
Now, when you open your mouth and explain why, that's when I judge you. But if you're like, I don't want to get vaccinated because I don't want to get vaccinated, bro, more power to you. I don't give a shit. But the moment you say, I don't want to get vaccinated because they're tracking us, they're inserting microchips into our bodies, that's where the judgmental part of me comes in. Because now you're just saying a whole lot of stupid shit that makes absolutely no sense. They're, like I just said earlier, they're tracking us with our phones. They're not worried about you on your phone. They're not worried about any type of, you know, porn history that you have. The only, the only reason why the government would check your phone or tap your phone is to, first of all, if you're like a, a person of interest, so like if you're like Dr. King or Malcolm X, they might, they're going to tap your phone or whatever. Fred Hampton, if you're like on that type of level of like leadership in a political movement, they might tap your phone. Um, depends on what you're saying. Also, if you're a domestic terrorist, if you're looking up how to create a bomb and what bomb works, what, what's the best, what, what are grenades, what gunpowder are used in grenades, you're looking up shit like that, then they're going to come knocking on your door like, like, hey, what are you looking up? You know, they're going to block you, they're going to restrict your access on certain stuff. If you're on the dark web, that's when they will attack, like, you know, just things of that nature, they will come, come get you. But just because you don't want to get vaccinated... And or you don't want to get vaccinated, and the reasons why is because they think you're tracking the government's tracking you from a satellite GP. I'm like, bro, and like I said, a vaccine will probably be the last thing that would mind control us. They'll have some type of, they'll put it in our food before they'll put it in like med in like medicine. Because you're not getting the vaccine all the time. If you want to keep someone dumb and and dumb them down or whatever the case may be, what do we what do we eat all the time? Food. We ingest food. We from fruits to meats to anything, right? We can pretty much anything. We can eat anything. We shouldn't eat anything, but we can. Um, so if they want to dumb us down and mind control us, quote unquote, then they would just put it in our foods. They wouldn't give us, you take what, two shots, three shots with the booster shot, three shots including the booster. They're not gonna really mind control anybody with that. You know, and it goes through your blood. And I understand how it could, but I don't think no one is thinking like that. No one's thinking like that. The government and the CDC don't even work with each other like that. You see how Trump handled it before he left out of office, and you see what Biden is doing right now. I'm more compelled to listen to those guys than to the government. Health is wealth. If you're healthy enough, you can, you you'll get you you have wealth. You know what I'm saying? You'll be rich. So, I mean, hey, I'm gonna get the flu shot. I think I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it one time and see how I feel. Now, if I don't, I don't, I don't get the flu all the time. I just got this one year, and my biggest thing is like, if all, if this is my logic too, to counteract the whole they're tracking us. I'm not gonna get the vaccine type vibes. Okay, cool. That's fine. You can't travel internationally. Uh, you you shouldn't be able to travel domestically. But that's um, that's another conversation for another time. Cool, fine. You don't want to get it, fine. Doctors have gotten it. Medical experts have gotten it. People that have came up with the vaccine have probably given it to themselves or given it to their co-workers and colleagues. So if these guys are getting it and nothing's happened to these guys, hey, I think there might be something right here. I think there's a good chance that this actually works because your doctor that you go for for any other medical problems has the vaccine. You know why? Because they believe in the medicine. They believe in the science. So, I guess. 
I guess. I guess so. You know, like I said, hey, if you don't want to get the vaccine, totally fine. There's like 40 different COVID variants out there with the CDC. And I don't know if the World Health Organization is saying this as well. The WHO. I don't know if they're saying it, but... Hey, you get the vaccine, you have a higher probability of not getting COVID. It's a preventative measure. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Like when you get into a car accident, and God willing and God forbid that any of you guys, um, I don't want none of you guys to get into a car accident, you know. But in the case, in the event that you do get into a car accident, are you going to wear your seatbelt? Absolutely, right? Because most people die from getting jostled and thrown out of their car like ejected from like their the driver's seat through the windshield and they die it's a preventative measure not saying that you won't die from uh having a seat belt on you can die people have died from having seat belts on so on and so forth but the probability of you being dying by being thrown out of your car or dying period because you're not being jostled around the car is a lot higher it's a lot higher. Probability of you dying because you have your seatbelt on is a lot. It's not. It's not it, it, you know, you're not gonna die if you have your seatbelt on. I can't say that verbatim. You know, don't quote me on it, but verbatim, using the wrong words. Jesus Christ, Diaz, wake up. Um, <laughs> yeah. God forbid anybody gets into an accident. You wear a seatbelt. You might not die. You might not be thrown from your car. You might die. You never know. But it's a preventative measure. Same with like wearing a condom. You wear a condom to prevent yourself from having a kid or having an STI, STD, so on and so forth. Not saying that you won't get an STD or STI, but the probability of you having a kid is lower because you have a condom on. Same with the vaccine. If you have a vaccine, a vaccination, I have a vaccine for chickenpox. I won't get chickenpox. The probability of me getting chickenpox is slim to none because most people in the world are vaccinated I have a vaccine for chickenpox and measles, so on and so forth. So they work because people don't have these type of illnesses and diseases anymore. They work. There's a there was a vaccine for the Spanish flu, and that kill and the COVID, the COVID, COVID just passed the Spanish flu as far as killing that many Americans. I don't so many Americans. I don't know how the number necessarily, but hello, the vaccines work, man. Vaccines work. Um, so yeah, they work. Get them if you want to get them. If you don't want to get them, more power to you. I don't really care. It's your life. Do whatever you want. Um, and then, I think I spent so much time on this new stuff. I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, personal feelings towards these things. Um, and finally, finally, before we can move on and get into our, get into the topics for real, uh, Virgil Abloh. Have passed away on was it Sunday? Yesterday was Sunday. Passed away on Sunday. God rest his soul. Um, you know, as a creative and as a first of all, as a black man in America, seeing another black man do something that's so crazy and groundbreaking is just mind-boggling to me. You know, him being the first black man to be the creative director of Louis Vuitton is a huge fucking deal. When that came out, it was a huge deal when that happened. Because you never seen anybody from an area where he grew up and where he was from. Just being a black man, period. It doesn't matter if you're in the hood or in the, not in the hood. Just being a black man is hard in America. They make it hard. And for him to come out of that and for him to be, 
you know, the head of the creative director for Louis Vuitton, and that's in fashion, especially one of the Louis Vuitton is one of the conglomerates for fashion. And for him to bridge the gap between fashion, which black people really didn't, you know, necessarily pay attention to because there wasn't as many black people. I think at a certain point in time, the only black model we knew was Tyler, ba- uh, Tyler Banks, Tyra Banks, and that's just one person. And there's pl- now there's a plethora of black um, Naomi Campbell as well, but that's only two people, right? It's only two people, and the only people, and the only reason why people know Tyra Banks is because America's Next Top Model. We know Naomi Campbell because you know Naomi Campbell's a bad, you know what? She is this. Bad woman right there, still to this day. Mm. But um, the only reason why we know those two is because those are the only two. But now we know Virgil. Virgil has kind of bridged the gap between, hey, black. He's, he pretty much said, hey, it's cool for you guys to be in this space because I'm here now. And we're going to do a lot of dope shit. And that's what he did. You know, he bridged the Jordans and just our lifestyle and what we wore and our apparel, and he brought that over to, you know, the fashion side, because I'm pretty sure they didn't think the shit that we were wearing was cool, like Jordans and stuff, they thought that shit was just too hood and too whatever the case may be, which is totally fine, you could think whatever you want to think, but the one thing that Virgil did do with that all that off-white shit, which was beautiful, he bridged the gap, he made like, look, this shit can be stylish, and somewhat, it can be stylish for black people to buy, and it can be um, upper echelon as far as the price goes to make it, you know, fashion worthy or this can be like worn by the heads, the head honchos of these brands and shit like that. You know, these, the models and shit like that. Like he did that. He bridged that gap, which was awesome to see, man, you know, and he's just a creative. I don't even know if I'm explaining that right. He's just a creative mind. And I, I pulled inspiration from him because I'm a Kanye fan and you know, you, Kanye hung around Virgil. Those guys were really close. And when you hear about Kanye shopping at Old Navy and Gap and being a kid, being a black kid myself, and I didn't have, you know, all I didn't come from money. I didn't have, I couldn't get Jordans all the time. You know what I'm saying? You better be lucky that you didn't grow out of your old pair of Jordans that you got from last year. So this, this is how it worked for me. You get two pair of shoes. I feel like it's for a lot of kids. You know, I had play shoes, but that was more like basketball shoes and shit like that. But... You know, you had this. For me, this is how it went down when I was playing. When I was playing sports, you had your basketball shoes, your indoor basketball shoes that your mom or your pops spend a lot of money on, right? Indoor only. You had one pair. I only had one pair of indoor shoes. You know, and this is not a knock to my mom or anything like that. That's just the reality of the situation. We had. I had one indoor pair. I had one outdoor pair, and then I had. Converse, and I had a pair of Jordans. So I had another pair. I had a pair of shoes, like Adidas or whatever, something that just wasn't like super expensive. That was still stylish, and I was like, okay, I could, I could rock this. That's like, that's why I said Converse, maybe even Vans or whatever. And then the next shoe I would get was like Jordans, like some fly shit. Or even for my birthday, I would get Jordans, right? Dope. And um, I just remember those moments because it was just so cool that you didn't have to get that. You know, I didn't have to get that. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, it's so fucking dumb. Why did I even, you know, spending so much money on just stupid shit, you know? But I'm older now. I have more responsibilities, right? But just with the fact that, um, you know, you get one pair of Jordans and it was, it's just crazy how 
you know, it's just crazy. It was, it's just, it's just mind boggling. Not even mind boggling. It's just crazy. But you get one pair of Jordans, you get another pair of shoes, and you better not grow out of your pair of Jordans. The more Jordans you had, the more that you could be like, like I said, like in high school and middle school, especially when you going, you know, went to school in the hood in the ghetto, like you had the fly shit. You was somebody, right? And you know, I know what that feels like to have, to have everything. And for Virgil, obviously, I didn't buy nothing that was off white. That was just too expensive to me, and it was a poor investment for something that depreciates as soon as you put it on your feet or wear it. It depreciates immediately. So it wasn't a smart investment for me. That's why I don't put too much food for thought into clothing because it's like, ah, whatever. You know, clothing, shoes, that's why I buy Vans. I buy a whole lot of Vans. I'm more of like a, a, a Cali-style swag, West Coast swag. More, you know, it's just Jordans, up, especially up here, it was never really a prominent thing for having Jordans and stuff like that. It would be just only in the hoods and stuff. In the ghetto, you would have Jordans and shit like that, but... It, it, it's cool to see. It was cool to see Virgil bridge the gap between, you know, predominant a predominantly white thing is with fashion to he he you know he brought his style his swag the street wear to that and it's just dope. Now you see Supreme collab with Louis Vuitton and so on and so forth. Man, it's just a dope thing. Supreme and Off White. I'm pretty sure I've collab. It's Virgil. I mean, Supreme and Off White, yeah, and Off White and uh, Louis Vuitton probably have collabed. I'm sure of it. But nonetheless, Angel, Angel, Heaven has gained another Angel. God has gained another Angel. Whatever religion you believe in, um, safe passage, Mister um, Mister Virgil Obla, Abla. Safe passages, you know, to your next phase of your life. Uh, gone too soon, but you know, that's just that's just the way it is. And here we are, man. Back to the topics. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's ooh, uh, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. I love that song. Here's the thing. I was driving. I was getting gas, and I have a gas station by my house. Next to a fast food place. I don't know. Hey, gas stations don't put the fast food place next to the gas station. I don't want um, petroleum jelly in my goddamn sandwich. My burger. What are we doing? Gross. But anyway, what's even more gross is that they have a dollar... Bro, they're selling horse meat, what they're selling. The dollar breakfast at like certain fast food establishments. Anything on the... The dollar menu is Gross. Food should not be a dollar, period, unless you grow it. Then it's, even if you grow it, like the seeds cost nothing, but, you know, the outcome, the result will be way more, you know, grand than the seed that you purchase. And when you buy seeds, like, to grow food, like fruits and veggies and stuff, like, you buy them, like, in bulk. You don't just buy, like, one at a time. But I was, um, I was at Wendy's. So there's a Wendy's over here. And they was like a dollar breakfast, like a dollar like biscuit croissant or some just bullshit. I was like, this is gross. And I get it. It's supposed to be fast. Quick buck. You eat something. It's good. And Wendy's breakfast is not better than McDonald's. It's just not. I don't think anything holds a candle to McDonald's breakfast as far as a set of... It goes like, like breakfast restaurants and then like McDonald's is like right there, right? Because that's just what it is for me. But 
Remember when IHOP was promoting their burgers and everybody thought it was going to change the International House of Burgers? But then they were just like, we just wanted to promote our burgers, which was very creative because people were like, well, it wasn't creative in the sense of like, they probably lost like many people like going to, you know, IHOP. But they were like, no, we wanted, we wanted to promote like our other stuff that we have, which is honestly smart. Honestly smart. Especially because no one, but no one goes to IHOP to eat burgers. So I don't know why they thought about that. But anyway, they could have did International House of French Toast, something different, just not pancakes. But no one was going to IHOP to eat a burger. You can go to like the Red Robin or anything else. You know what's funny? Speaking about just food, period. I don't necessarily. I was done with that, that topic as far. I just wanted to say that. One dollar breakfast is, is fucking gross, and you shouldn't eat one dollar breakfast. You shouldn't eat fast food, period. But a one dollar breakfast, get the fuck out of here. Your breakfast should not be one dollar. They're selling horse meat, or they're selling, they're selling some type of bull fat or some shit. You know, I don't know what they're selling, but nonetheless, the thing about food, as the older I got, I don't even like eating at restaurants no more, bro. I like going to like local spots. Like, let's go get some pho. There's a pho, but there's so many pho places around where I live. There's so many pho places. I love pho. Um, I can eat teriyaki any any given Sunday. I love I can eat teriyaki the whole week. I love teriyaki. Just local spots, man. Cause you don't gotta get dressed up. You can just come in there with whatever you want. Because everybody knows you're going there to eat some good food. You're going in there to eat food. I'm not going in there for a fashion. This is not fashion week in Seattle. It's not fashion week at Ruth Chris. You know, I feel like you should be able to wear sweats in certain in certain places. Um, because honestly, who gives a shit? I'm spending my money here to eat here. Why do I have to dress up? You know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. And honestly, and I get it. I don't make the rules, but honestly, it's the dumbest rule. It's so stupid. I have to dress up to for what? For what? Uh, just for what? For what? Um, it is what it is, though, man. It is what it is. You know. Um. But that's why I don't even go out to restaurants. I went out to Joey's. I had on sweats. We were looked at, me and my boy, <clears throat> we looked at crazy. This is in the summertime. But I was just like, why are we being looked at crazy? We just have sweats on. It's not a big deal. You know? Like, we're here to eat food. I had a do-rag on, too. This one of my hair was short. This is do-rag activities. Um, but yeah, man. Food. Eating, eating out is, especially at, like, fancy restaurants, it's cool if you got mad people there, it's cool. That's the vibe. But if you if you were a shorty, if you're hanging out, bro, just go to the hole in the wall. Get you some good food. Get you some greasy food. You're fine. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to dress up. You ain't got to look apart. You kind of just do so. You know, I, bro, I fucking hate, I hate when, when I was looking for insurance companies to, um, you know, insure my car under, I hate the fact that I went to multiple different, like, I just put in mad quotes to see what I would get for a quote. So I just went to, like, mad different places and stuff like that. Mad different insurance companies. And the one thing that I fucking hate the most is when I get texts from the same companies that I didn't go with talking about some, oh, get a quote today. Like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Moving on, time to move on, time to be strong like P. Diddy. Oh, oh, here's the thing. Um, if for any content creators out there, anybody that's creating some type of art for the world to see or for the world to listen to, whatever, try not to sound repetitive, you know? Um, 
That was my biggest thing. Um, have some type of mystique about you in the sense of like drop every now and then. Don't drop all the time because people are going to get used to you. Um, hence why I do the once a week now. I used to do, when I first started, I used to just put out mad fucking episodes. But now I stop because I realized I prefer, and it took me a long time to like really, really prefer this. I prefer uh, quality content over of a quantity of content. I feel like you can make good content within a week and then put it out next week. You can have content every week. Just don't have it every day. Um, I feel like, because it can just get boring and it can get repetitive. Um, you know, that's just me personally. That's just what I prefer. Um, that's my advice. Because sometimes content can get overplayed. I was watching this one guy. Now, he's the one dude who does the, um, so he's, all, he's all over TikTok. And if you follow sports, then you know this guy. He, like, clowns the guys, the defensive players, the offensive players. He just clowns the, the guys who, who fuck up on the football field. And, you know, he makes, he cracks these jokes and stuff like that. But it's just so repetitive. And it's not even funny like that no more. Some of them are funny still, but some of them are just like, ah, it's the same shit you do all the time. And I get it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I know every Sunday or every Saturday or just the, that week after the weekend's over during this week, he's going to put out something saying, now, Davis, you could have did this better. You could have did that better. You know, it's like, I'm not really feeling the vibes no more, man. I'm not really feeling it. You know, you're not giving me, uh, you know, it's the same, it's the same shit. Music's different. Music's not different. Music's actually the same. You want to sound, you want to not necessarily sound different, but when I love when rappers switch their flow or switch a pocket that they go into, like Drake went into that whole Caribbean vibe and feel, and then his more his uh, his most recent albums and projects that he's put out has been more a little more personal, getting back to you know his roots and who he was when he first started doing this shit. Jay Z would switch up a whole flow and a whole cadence, and he would stretch out syllables or used to stretch out syllables, but now he's just talking about that real shit, and that's what we like to see. Uh, you know, you just kind of just you kind of just grow up. The, older, the the more you grow up, the older the content gets, and the more mature the content gets, and so on and so forth. Which is a beautiful thing. Um, but I just think sometimes content can get overplayed, and I'm surprised that more people are not into the content business. You know what I'm saying? Like, get into the game. I would love to collaborate with other content creators to come up with something great and beautiful and just big. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it, we could have our own production company if we really wanted to. If we all, if I had a collective mind, if I've met these people, when I meet these people, we have a collective mind. I apologize for the garbage cans. It's garbage day. I apologize. Um, I'm here for the collectives, man. I'm here for the collectives. I'm here for the creatives. And if we can get a collective whole as we can make our own shit and be for real about it, man, I'm here for it, man. I'm all about owning everything, owning your rights, owning your masters. Owning everything, man. I'm here for it, man. So if any creators want to reach out to me, and I'll post them all over my social media to really connect and really link up with these people, and we can really get some shit started. If you're interested, holla at your boy, man. Holla at your boy, man, for real. I'm for real about this, man. We live in a day and age where everything is content, 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 content. What's new? What's hot? What's next? What's fresh? I'm just surprised more people are not feeling that same way, that same wave. They're giving out money. You see these bullshit-ass TikTokers just dancing and stuff? They're giving out. They're giving away money. They're giving it away. And I know my people, black people, people of color, we have creative 
ideas that we just gotta come together and just say this is this is our stories, this is our culture, this is our society, and this is who we are, and empower us. You see how passionate I am talking about just creatives and stuff like that. I believe we are the future, we are the next wave of this shit. People are getting tired of working these nine to five desk jobs, sitting down and just you know, burning themselves out, burning their own eyeballs out. It's time to be expressive and tell how you feel and share your ideas. Not everybody, though, because some people have fucked up ideas, but the ones that don't have fucked up ideas, share them. And, you know, you never feel like you're working a day in your life. This doesn't feel like work to me. This feels like I'm just having a casual conversation, you know? It doesn't, really, it doesn't feel like anything to me. I love doing this, but this is, this is what we need. We need more creatives. We need more people out there. We need we need new people. We need new content. We need that shit. People will always love the guy that does the football stuff. They will always love him because he has that core fan base. But from outside, when you're trying to get a new fan base, it's not going to work. Jesus Christ. So yeah, man. I just think content creators are the future, man. We're the wave. And I'm trying to get as many people to do so. To join me on this quest to success being a fucking content creator but i think that's it man i'm gonna leave it at there i'm gonna leave it at that point um like i said i apologize excuse my french for this episode but i had to get it off my chest how to get that shit off but um if you guys enjoy this episode Please share it. Please listen. Please share it. Please tell the world about what we got going on here. This is a special thing brewing up. I'm cooking up something special, something new, something innovative, something different from everybody else. Um, I would like to think so. That is different from everybody else, and it is different from everybody else. But that wraps it up for this episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, Diaz York Slim, and I will holler at y'all later. Own peace out.